Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Executive Director of the Center, and I'm here with two of my colleagues, Priscilla Weigel, our Assistant Director. Welcome, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. And we're so happy to welcome Beth Menica back with us again. She's our uh, Manager of the Relationship-Based Professional Development Services here at the Center, and she's also our Infant-Toddler Specialist Network Manager. So we are thrilled. She's really our in-house infant toddler expert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in our first podcast with Beth, she talked she talked about how infants and toddlers learn and and is making that connection with curriculum. And so she's going to um, tell us a little bit more, expand on what she talked about in the first podcast. Yes, I wanted to dig in a little bit more to thinking about infants and toddlers and some developmental tasks they're working on Mm -hmm. as they're learning, um, all these different ideas that we talked about last time. Um, And I like to use a framework. It's out of the Program for Infant-Toddler Caregivers um, and WestEd, or you may have heard about it from someone called Ron Lally or Peter Mangione. And they talk about sort of three big tasks that, Um, are the focus for infants and toddlers, and one is security, Mm -hmm. another is exploration, and the third is identity. And they talk about how at different stages there's kind of a different emphasis among those three um, that helps us understand what might be the big challenge for children at that time or something to pay specific attention to as you're thinking about planning and curriculum and how you respond to those children at that point in their development. So thinking about those first first months, really, mm. those very ba- young babies, mm-hmm. um, and it's probably pretty obvious that security is mm-hmm. the big focus sure. there yeah. because they're so vulnerable mm-hmm. and they're really just getting everything under control in terms of their physical motor skills, um, just being able to move, and control those movements, but also arousal or what kind of excites their body, gets them going, mm-hmm. what calms them down, as well as emotional, literally emotional responses. And so we know from attachment research, and we've talked about that in another podcast, mm-hmm. um, is that children need a partner to help them regulate. Yeah. yeah. So that secure person Mm -hmm. and knowing that person is there is really a key um, focus. Um, And knowing that person is reliable, um, that they're going to respond to me, um, that there's um, somebody who I really can get to know or maybe a couple somebodies in centers. That's, That's something to think about is who's that somebody who's maybe the key person, the primary caregiver that really gets to know this infant and create that relationship, Um, but also not forgetting about the exploration and the identity. So are there some interesting things in the environment? Um, Not too much, because remember that baby's still trying to regulate Mm -hmm. and control Mm -hmm. responses, so we don't want overstimulation, Mm -hmm. but something that's interesting. So yes, that like rocking, the connection, the connection through routines is critical, but also some opportunity to start to um, 
kind of look around as babies start to do that as they get a few months older and notice what's there. Some interesting things, as I mentioned before, about um, sensory experiences. And literally, you know, I remember when I worked in an infant room, literally taking them outside, that kind of sensory experience sure. where you yeah. experience the world um, through your the sense of cold or warmth or you know we used to take those babies out in all kinds of weather you know bundle them up and two by two you know walking out but that experience of the world as well as security because they were with us they were with other children they knew Mm -hmm. um so they felt secure um but really what they're working on first is that i feel secure Mm-hmm. And that consistency and predictability of the caregiver, too. And I think sometimes when we, we get a lot of calls, and that's what we do here, we give support to child care. And so a lot of the calls that we have sometimes are um, focused on an ch- infant who's crying a lot and really upset, and that provider's really trying hard to figure out what's at, what, what's going on, why, how. And some of it can be related to us as the caregiver, that anxiety that that is produced by us not being able to figure out what that child needs. And so it's this vicious cycle, but reassuring, I think, to the provider to say, what are you, what are you doing to provide calm, consistent routines, that predictability saying, I'm here, using that same tone of voice. I mean, there are so many things that providers can do when those behaviors happen because the child's trying to tell us that they need something and yes. they don't have a lot of tools to tell us that so they're using crying or they're you know screaming sometimes too yep yes and not letting that trigger us but instead bring on that calm connection yeah. is so important and the parent piece is really critical there too that partnership and and reassuring parents because all of our emotions get raised when children cry yeah. or feel like they're disturbed Mm -hmm. Um, in some sort of way. So helping everyone recognize this is a natural reaction as a child gets used to a new space, develops a new relationship. So what can we do to create that consistency and safety for Mm -hmm. parents, Mm -hmm. especially first-time parents, but all parents, if they feel that safety with you, as well and that you're there to respond to them Mm -hmm. so never forget that's a that's a three-way relationship you're forming there and I think that's something sometimes people forget Mm -hmm. is yes I need to connect with this baby part of connecting with this baby I've got to connect with this parent yeah very true very true yeah and reassuring the parents that they're doing okay I mean you don't get a lot of pats on the back as a parent of a brand new infant when you're overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and you're tired and Mm -hmm. there's so much going on and you're trying to figure it out yeah and you can both commiserate when a baby's crying yes you can you can it's hard this is hard work we're doing and we love this child so we're going to keep doing it yeah um and then they then things change that's the thing about infants and toddlers so once they become mobile then our responses, we're still calm, we're still there, but we are also going to have to get comfortable. And some adults have trouble with this, yeah. with them wanting to be more mobile, wanting to be more separate from us, mm-hmm. checking out the world. Um, and so that balancing between the attachment security piece, but now they want to explore mm-hmm. and get out there. Mm-hmm. So that's another stage to think about in your curriculum is what are the opportunities to explore? Um, beginning before they become literally mobile, but they're going to start at certain, you know, that, that eight months and beyond, you're going to start to see a lot of movement around. Mm-hmm. So what's in your environment? 
even during routines, how can you offer more opportunities for the child to be an active participant during that routine? Mm -hmm. um, even more so than before, there's always that give and take, as you were doing with a very young infant. You're doing it with the toddler, or toddler as they get into that mobile stages. Um, they're going to want more control over the conversation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk about identity next. Mm -hmm. But even as they become mobile, like that balancing between um, being a secure base, having a safe environment, but also offering some chance mm -hmm. to explore, mm -hmm. to see what happens when I do this. Um, and and uh, so, and... Um, so that means access to things. They need to have access to the toys. The toys aren't up high. Mm -hmm. um, there's not maybe a million toys out either. Again, right. don't want to overwhelm, but what's out there and noticing what they're interested in, mm -hmm. in those opportunities to move. And kids are so different in how quickly they move and what kinds of movements they make, but helping them you know, have those opportunities to use that movement they're developing. Mm -hmm. um, you're continuing to regulate with them and help them figure out how to respond when their emotions get big um, and sort of that connection, sometimes mirroring because imitation gets to be a really big skill for them. So when you can um, respond in ways that they can copy or mirror, yeah. it helps them calm too. Um, but um, recognizing they're going to be doing that with everyone and learning. Mm -hmm. That's part of that social learning we talked about. Um, they're going to have more social interactions with other children, but they have no clue how to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Neither of them. No, so that can sure. be interesting, but also recognizing providing enough space for opportunities to be together and to be beside without having some yeah. stressing issues mm -hmm. is another one when you think about curriculum and the environment. When you think about childcare, being together with maybe multi-ages all day long, and it is a lot. It's a lot if you're used to just having you at home with caregivers that are just there to focus on you, and now you're having to share that adult. It's it's a whole new realm of skills and abilities, and so giving little tastes, and, and it's kind of like putting your toe in the water a little bit. We're trying to do that for the baby, for the infant, to say, here's a little bit of a start. Now we're going to have some time where you can play over here by yourself, but you're still within visual seeing of what's going on so that you're allowing that lantern opportunity as well mm -hmm. yeah and i think for family child care you've got that multi-age challenge as well yeah. where you have the young infants and then as children start to get mobile how can i offer more exploration but if i still have a young fin infant in my care keep them secure and safe yeah and then my preschoolers maybe they have a helping role yeah. in some of this mm -hmm. um so um, I think when we come from a center perspective, we don't think about that. But yeah. really, with a multi-age group, you have challenges and opportunities to kind of think about your environment in different ways mm -hmm. than you would in a center. Definitely. That's definitely, definitely. a big yeah. one. And changing it up. Okay. Um, last thing is identity that... Um, those toddlers, you know, that when they hit the me mine, I, <laughs> I do it, not yes. you, but then then they want you to do it. Yes. Uh, I, I love it. You often hear people say toddlers are the first adolescents yeah. because they both want extreme independence and extreme attachment sometimes. It feels mm -hmm. like they go mm -hmm. back and forth mm -hmm. because they're really figuring out how to manage their mm -hmm. independence yeah. and, and who they are. Mm -hmm. So it becomes, that's, 
that's often the period where there's more, you feel more push-pull mm-hmm. <laughs> with those topics. Definitely. Um, so this is where choices in curriculum become a really important Offering choices is really critical. Again, in those caregiving routines, when you think of that as curriculum, what role can the children play in this routine that makes them feel like they are independent, Mm -hmm. they can do this, they feel competent? Um, And in those interactions, too, that that you're really acknowledging. And that's true with all the children, all the ages, you know, the joy that they have in learning their accomplishments, their sense of competence, but really noting that with them. Like, wow, I can't believe how big that was. You were able to move that all the way across the room and those kind of experiences. Um, So they really know that you see them. Yeah. Yeah. And see them. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. This has been great. I think you're helping to frame through these podcasts <clears throat> people's uh, notion of curriculum. Yeah. Uh, with when when they're with that lens to infants and toddlers, and so I, I hope our listeners are able to kind of maybe if they've had that idea of curriculum as a little more black and white, a little more book. And, and, and you're helping to show that it's more, the lens is more about um, the environment and the practices. And I, I hope that's helpful. It's certainly been enlightening to me. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank, thank you, Priscilla. Priscilla. Thank you. That's all for now. See you next time.